0: I've been promising some exciting news, and here it is. I'm thrilled to announce that 80 Proof Politics is now a part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can find this and several other fascinating podcasts at evergreenpodcast.com. We're kicking off this new partnership with a little different take on 80 Proof, a four-episode miniseries with the help of Dakin Campbell and his colleagues at Insider. And every time you hear this audio mnemonic from now on, think evergreen podcasts. What if you had $3 million to spend in Washington? How would you do it? You might buy a nice piece of property on Capitol Hill or a condo in Trendy Noma. Or maybe you'd want to spread your good fortune around by donating to several charities. If you're wanting to be seen as a major player in the political world, you'd make several contributions across the political spectrum, like contributions to the reelection election campaigns of members of Congress, to the major political party organizations. You might even lend a hand to a presidential election effort. Join me over the next few weeks as I take a look at how one company and an affiliated basketful of others set out to do just that and more during a special series I'm calling 80 Proof Politics Behind the Curtain. Oh, and that $3 million? Just a drop in the bucket. regular listener of 80 proof politics you know that my guest experts and i distill the art of advocacy here in washington we've talked about shoe leather lobbying communication strategies political contributions media outreach and creating a surround sound around policy development each of these tools and more intricate parts of the typical advocacy playbook But what if those tools were used as part of a hyper-accelerated strategy?
1: The really fascinating thing about SBF and his strategy in in Washington has been how quickly he's uh, implemented it.
0: That's Dakin Campbell, who along with his colleagues Rob Price, Jack Newsom, and Darius Ruffian spurred my interest in this story with their recent article in Insider.
1: I think in any... um, In any cycle, that would be impressive, but the fact that he was able to do it within the last 18 months and really within the last year, I think is is one thing that makes this story really just so incredible.
0: And the SBF you mentioned? You may have read a lot recently about the Bahamas-based cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, and its high-profile CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried. You might have seen where FTX had grown to over 1 million users and... As of July of 2021, a trading valuation of more than 18 billion and customer assets worth 16 billion. By early 2022, when it seemed there was no ceiling to how high crypto could soar, that value had increased to $32 billion. According to Reuters, that placed FTX as the third largest cryptocurrency exchange by volume. And though this isn't a podcast about crypto or blockchain, I'll leave that to the bros. In order to help paint a picture of things to come, we should probably spend a little more time on FTX's and Bankman-Fried's history. Bankman-Fried, let's just call him SBF. I mean, he apparently prefers that anyway. SBF is an interesting dude. If you turn to Central Casting to find the perfect image of a high-tech Maverick CEO, you tap SBF on the shoulder. A friend of mine who's done some work in the crypto world described SBF as very disarming and weird. But he probably comes across as weird just because he seems like a boy genius. Basically, your typical Silicon Valley 30-year-old in cargo shorts. Fittingly, he was born on the Stanford campus to two law professors. Why is that relevant to this story? I'll circle back to that later but SBF decides to chart his own course by attending MIT on the other side of the continent and graduates with a bachelor's degree in physics and a minor in mathematics. Now, while at MIT SBF interns at the proprietary trading firm Jane street capital, which then hires him after graduation. And this is where he gains firsthand experience in trading international ETFs or exchange traded funds. After four years, SBF leaves Jane Street, moves to Berkeley to work as the Director of Development for something called the Center for Effective Altruism. And by the way, that's center with an R-E, not an E-R. After a few short months at CEA, he and a colleague started a quantitative trading firm called Alameda Research, which focuses on Bitcoin arbitrage. To this day, he still owns 90% of Alameda. He then decides to move to Hong Kong to be closer to the higher price of Bitcoin in Southeast Asia and begins arbitraging that against the weaker America marketplace. This is the birth of FTX. Okay, let's pause for a second and also talk about the concept of effective altruism because, well, it's kind of relevant to where this series is headed. Well, apparently effective altruism is a social movement of sorts that advocates using evidence and reason to figure out how to benefit others as much as possible. Practitioners of effective altruism typically choose careers based on the amount of good that the career achieves and then donate a significant amount of their earnings or wealth to charities that are widely held to make significant impacts. That's really all we need to know about effective altruism. But, as I said, you'll see a bit later why we took that little detour. (laughs) including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. Before we continue, let me tell you about one of the unique aspects of Evergreen Podcast that caught my eye. Last summer, Evergreen brought into the tent Big Wig Media, based right here in D.C. Big Wig Media is a full service multimedia studio located in the shadow of the White House and looking right down Pennsylvania Avenue to the Capitol. They offer content creators with a D.C. focus the opportunity to add a live element to their digital content. So, why might you want to engage with Big Wig Media? Well, organizations can streamline their internal communications with recorded video messages. Associations can create their very own stream show to add additional value to members. And industries coordinating fly-ins can add a digital element to capture statements of support, which will provide shareable content year-round. I mean, they even have a team of in-house media experts to help you and your organization put your best face forward. Sounds like you might want to add Big Wig to your playbook okay i think that covers what we need to know about crypto for this story well, after all it's complicated blockchain is such game-changing technology even those who are experts have a hard time explaining it to average folks like us so why are we talking about it at all on a podcast devoted to advocacy well because our old friend sbf and his groupies spent the better part of the last two years lobbying, networking, throwing high-profile political parties, and making FTX a Beltway name in a remarkably short span of time.
1: So SBF was notable in the crypto industry for seemingly embracing the idea of regulation. There have been many folks in crypto over the years who've Uh, sort of turned up their noses at Washington and, you know, both lawmakers, but also the regulatory establishment and said that, you know, we don't need regulation. This is a decentralized uh, technology and, you know, we're building something with the people. SBF was really took a different approach and he really positioned himself as someone who was friendly with regulators and so he he went in and he talked to the sec he talked to the ctc he really appeared to be very open with his interest in getting uh sensible regulation for the crypto industry
0: so it all boils down to one simple word regulation or more accurately the absence of regulation and though mother nature may have her a vacuum The lack of clear policy in D.C. is a lobbyist's best friend. When it comes to cryptocurrency, that lack of policy stems from several roots. Most notably, the fact that the federal government can't even decide which agency should regulate blockchain commodities like Bitcoin and FTT. This is exactly why FTX executives contributed more than $70 million to re-election campaigns, plus an additional $10 million to Biden's presidential run over the previous two cycles. And it's exactly why they donated, by some estimates, more than $190 million to charities that would raise their effective altruism reputations. That one-two punch is a surefire way to get noticed in this town, And it helped make FTX a Washington player. But then again, so is filing for bankruptcy and being accused of squandering away over one half of the money customers entrusted in you. Over $10 billion in the case of FTX. Oh, and remember that $3 million drop in the bucket I mentioned at the top? Yep. FTX used it to buy a townhouse just blocks from the Capitol. Join me next time on 80 Proof Politics Behind the Curtain as we take a look at what exactly FTX hoped to accomplish by playing the political game at the major league level. And hey, many thanks again to Dakin Campbell and his colleagues Rob Price, Jack Newsom, Darius Raffion of Insider for their unique ability to shine the sun on just exactly what's been going on. More on their contributions later. Once again, I can't tell you how thrilled I am that 80 Proof Politics has joined the Evergreen Podcast family. For more great episodes of this podcast and many others, please go to evergreenpodcast.com. We often hear about the individuals who took the oath of office to become the chief executive. But what about the other people who play a role in each administration or the events that may not be as well known but that contribute to the reshaping of the office of the American presidency? On the presidencies of the United States, we explore each administration beyond just the person holding the high selected office in order to better understand the history that brought us to the modern-day presidency. I hope you'll join me on this journey through the annals of presidential history. Presidencies can be found anywhere fine podcasts can be found and is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.